There it is. Bell to round number 15, meaning episode 15. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, when in doubt, stick it out, ganchos al hígado, which is exactly what Lázaro Lorenzana did in his pro debut, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, here with my co-host Rick Prado. Rick, this is it, man, round 15, series one. Yeah, you're excited to be here, you know, 15th episode, you know, it feels like the old school uh, championship fights that would go 15 rounds, you know, just excited. Uh, we had a really good we- uh, weekend of boxing. We did, man. And I, and I really do think, by the way, because, you know, when we post these on uh, on iTunes and I guess I told you now we're going to be on Amazon, we're on Spotify, we're on, we're on everything, um, you know, they have you name the series and whatever. And I think that this will be it. I think that we're going to go, every series is going to go 15 rounds. Just like an old school fight, uh-huh. so this will be the end of um, of our ser- of, of series one. Series one, I should say. Okay. And a hell of a series when you think about it, yeah. right? No, think no. about the fighters that we had on, right? Adam Blue Nose Lopez, um, Raul, and his brother Christopher, Mikey Garcia, Mikey Garcia in studio, right? Yeah. Uh, Laz, who made his pro debut. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. For um, for season one, mm-hmm. right? In fact, I mean, we set the bar pretty high, actually, when, uh-huh. you, when you think about it, you know? But, I, you know, I expect us to uh, match it, you know, and do even better in the uh, second season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, it, it is going to get better. It absolutely is going to get better. The fights are getting, you know, out there again. There's crowds that are coming back. Speaking of fights and crowds, so we had the big fight card, my favorite fight card this mm-hmm. past weekend. Um, I know we're going to talk about it. And by the way... It lived up to its uh, to its billing, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, you had uh, you know seven seven fights, six or seven fights. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know the Charlos were impressive. Um, you know, but we'll get into that. You know, in in, in a little bit. But um, we're getting more and more boxing news. Yeah, you know, it uh, it's there's a lot coming up, and we have a good uh, weekend of boxing that we need to cover. Yeah, and I'll tell you by the way, so. You know, you were you weren't around, so I had to kind of find my own means of uh, of watching the fights, right? Uh-huh. So I called our I called the spot that said that they were going to show the fights. But they okay. had UFC. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? And again, nothing against them, right? I get it. Mm-hmm. So I called up. I said, "Hey, um, you know, are you going to show the boxing matches?" I was told that if they're Showtime pay per view, you guys are going to show the fights, and uh, and she knew right away, right? She said, uh, "No." She goes, "I know." For a fact that we're not going to show it, so somebody else probably had had to have called before you. Probably, yeah. probably, yeah, probably. But I, okay, I'm just going to say though. But she was very well informed, so I'll uh-huh. give her credit. But because she gave me the reason, she said the reason is that um, they're charging ten dollars mm-hmm. ahead for the UFC fights. Yeah, right. She said if we're charging ten bucks, we can't have you know a television. That's not on the event that somebody paid 10 bucks for, right? Yeah. And then especially being COVID, they only have outdoor seating, although now they're kind of changing. I think there's more indoor seating, mm-hmm. right? But here's the beauty of that, of the whole thing, right? So I had enough, right? I was, I was already against the ropes, right? <laughs> already looking over to my corner because uh-huh. I had already looked and searched the internet to see if there's anywhere else that I can go watch a boxing pay-per-view. Yeah. Luckily, right? there was nobody there to throw in the towel. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So I, I had to. So I continued, right? Yeah. But just to make matters worse, you talk about you know finishing me off, right? Yeah. I was done with the phone call. She gave me the information I needed, right? I said, okay, thanks. I appreciate your time. And here comes the finishing blow, Rick. You know, she said, 
She goes, you know what's interesting? She goes, this really isn't a good place to watch boxing anyway. She goes, I mean, most people aren't really into boxing around here. <laughs> That's what she said, man, yeah, you know? Yeah. I said, I said, what did you say? Well, she here, goes, yeah. Here's, here's the issue. <laughs> is, is the girl you were probably talking to was anywhere from, you know, 21 to 24 years old. Yeah. You know, she probably just started watching sports, you know, maybe five, six years before that. And yeah. The UFC's kind of dominated that. But that and, and no, and you're right. But, you know, but she's telling it like it is because she's there. Yeah. She works at the establishment. Mm-hmm. She gets to see who comes and goes. And she just said, right? She was yeah. just honest. She said, you know what? She goes, to be honest with you, she goes, boxing's not really big around here. Uh-huh. She goes, there's not a lot of people that are into boxing. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's so, definitely unfortunate. And we've and we've been there before uh-huh. when there's like huge fights, the Pacquiao Thurman fight, uh, right? Fury Wilder. Fury Wilder. I think those are the only two. I don't know if we went to another one, but either way, right? It's like it has to be that magnitude of a fight, mm-hmm. and of course, there cannot be any sort of UFC fight. Yeah. Because no, if there's a UFC fight, that's going to trump it. You know, and and unfortunately, it was a UFC card, but it wasn't one of the UFC cards that has. One of the known fighters. These were the lesser knowns. It's still pay per view, yeah. you know, but it, it didn't have a Conor McGregor. And it, that and that's what's frustrating, right? Because I'm thinking to myself, you know, whether you're a fan of them or not, right? The Charlos are legitimate world class fighters, right? Yeah. And one of the fights, the 154 fight, was essentially a unification fight mm-hmm. with Charlo and Rosario, right? Yeah. The other one, Charlo and Derevchenko. I mean, that's as good as it gets in boxing, man. And to have that on one card, and then of course, and we'll get into the results later, mm-hmm. but and all of the other world class fighters, and that can't over, you know, come a UFC card. Yeah, and you know, and unfortunately, I think it's part of the whole UFC culture and, and boxing culture of we want, we both want this date. Neither one of them is, is willing to budge. Yeah. You know, there's, there's not a big fight this coming weekend. Yeah. You know, one of them could have easily said, Hey, we'll move to the other week. Yeah. That way they're not competing against one another. I don't even think they look at it that way though. Yeah. Not, not at this level. I don't think, right. I don't think they do because I think, and I don't blame, um, what's his name, White, with the UFC, mm-hmm. right? I don't think they look at that and get bothered because I think they know yeah. that the diehard, hardcore UFC fan, they're going to watch UFC. They're going to watch it. That's just the way yeah. it is. There may be, you know, uh, you know, fight fans, combat sport fans, right, mm-hmm. that maybe they're on the fence and they're like, but I think that percentage is far and few in between. Yeah. The diehard UFC fan is going to watch. In other words, mm-hmm. they're not catering to the boxing fans that may watch UFC, they're catering to their UFC fans, yeah. as they should, yeah. right? And the boxing diehard fans, again, we're not going to watch that UFC card. Or we'll go to a place, you know, mm-hmm. a friend of mine was, you know, sending me tag. He had, like, both fights going on. It's yeah. like, hey, I have them both on, but it's like he lived too far. Yeah. But it's just disappointing and also very revealing and telling about, like we've talked about, about the state of boxing. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. I couldn't find a place. So anyways, you know, if you're wondering, so what did you end up doing, Alfonso, yeah. right? I watched it right here, Rick, at Standing 8 Count Studios all by myself. Yeah. Watching the which was fine, you know, I got to watch the fights, I got to take notes, I got to really study each fight and mm-hmm. whatnot. So it was fine, it worked out. Um I think we got to get, you know, without going into details, I got the whole back area, we're going to build out the whole entertainment center, uh-huh. bar and whatnot, but still, you know, couldn't find a place to watch the damn boxing matches. Yeah, no, it's a shame. And it's you know, it's part to do with uh 
the whole COVID and, you know, but the other part is, you know, UFC, you know, especially a lot of these bars, it, it, it's trumping boxing. Yeah. And I couldn't even, by, by the way, even just to find somebody to watch it because it's fun to watch boxing yeah. with somebody. Right. Yeah. I was like, what do I do? Like walk down the street and like start saying, hey, is anybody watching is anybody a boxing fan? Boxing? Yeah, yeah. Anybody watching fights? Like, right. I'll bring chips. I'll bring beer. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll order the pizza. You know what I'm saying? No yeah. one. No, no. No one that I know of. Yeah. I mean, there was. That's, I mean, there's probably some people I know, but I'm not going to impose and say, "Hey, are you watching the fights tonight?" Because yeah. chances are, they're probably you know they're probably not. Yeah. So, anyways, um, other than that, and then of course, um, I didn't watch it right, and I got to tell you, the whole farce with Friday's fights with uh, Chavez and Chavez Junior. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I watched some of it. Uh, you know, I, I definitely saw the highlights. Um, just. Very disappointing with, um, you know, Chavez Jr. Um, you know, every fight seems to see something new happens yeah. with Chavez Jr. Either he quits or, you know, he's saying it was a headbutt. The other guy's saying it was a punch. You know, it. but, but there's always something. Here's the thing, okay, is that he gave us a glimpse of him maybe being an actual fighter when he fought Sergio Maravilla Martinez, right? Yeah. And, you know, let's not go into how he was gifted the WBC middleweight championship, uh-huh. right? Yeah. That was bogus, but we talked about that with the sanctioning bodies before. But that last round against Sergio Martinez, you have to respect him, right? Whether you like, whether you're a fan of him or not, that was a hell of a fight and a hell of a last round. He almost had Martinez out, Yeah. right? And that gave us a glimmer of hope, yeah. right? That, you know what, maybe the kid does have some of that fire, from from his dad, some of that Mexican passion, right, and pride. And then after that, like you said, it's been nothing but disappointment. I, I have to tell you, Rick, I am one of these fans and one of these fight fans that was still on the hook, hoping, right, that he was going to materialize into something. And I was, I was still all in at the Daniel Jacobs fight when, by the way, he came out the first couple of rounds and fought really well. He's very yeah. impressive. And then, of course, broken nose, bloodied, whatever, man. Yeah, no, you know, and I think me being such a big Chavez Sr. fan, yeah. you know, like like many others, we're, we were hoping that, you know, he could even become a fourth of what his dad, yeah. you know, was. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough. You know, yeah. it's always hard, whether it's boxing, whether it's baseball, whether it's, you know, when the father is just um, an icon. Yeah. To match that. Yeah. You know, it's it's very, very hard. And and right. So that's already difficult to do. Okay. We and we understand that, right? Here's the thing though, Rick. Here's the thing. And I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm done with him. I'm done. And I'm a yeah. and I'm a huge fan of him. And yeah. we know why, by the way. We know exactly why DeZone picked that up. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. DeZone was hoping that he was able to win. Look, he didn't even have to look semi impressively. He just had to win. And then they would have had him in line to, who knows, maybe even Golden Boy. We know that Golden Boy Promotions is not putting on any fights. And unfortunately, Chavez Jr. is marketable. And I think they were looking to set him up for a possible fight that they you know they, they obviously would have generated revenue on. But I'm done. Yeah, you know, uh, you may be done, but I think all that stuff is still going to happen. Yeah. It's th- going to find a way. Well, here's the thing. Here's what's going to yeah. happen for the time being, right? They're going to set up a rematch with, I think it's Casares was who we fought, uh-huh. right? And that guy didn't look like anything either, right? No. They're going to set up a rematch. Uh, um, Chavez Jr. probably wins. Um, and then, you know, and then here goes 
the run of, of who it is they can fight. Here's the thing, man. He's an absolute clown, and he's done, Rick, okay? Yeah. At the counter of success, at the metaphorical counter of success, Rick, there are no bargains, right? And the way I look at Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is you go to this counter, right? And this is for all of us in our life. And you say, mm-hmm. hey, I want to be successful in life. All right. Well, what, what, what does it take to be successful, Rick? It takes passion. It takes desire. It takes hard work. It takes a plan with logical action that you actually have to put into place, right? That's what it takes yeah. in order to be successful. There's no bargains. But what he does after they explain all that, right, is he takes out this card from behind his pocket and says, oh, by the way, you know, don't forget who my dad is. Yeah. Right. My dad is Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. You know, arguably the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. So I don't need all that stuff. And here's the thing. And he's right in some ways. Right. He doesn't need not all of that. But you know what you do need, Rick? You still need the passion and the desire because our most dominant thoughts as a human being is ultimately what we accomplish. And his dominant thoughts are not that of being a great champion and a great fighter, like a lot of the guys that you see here surrounded at Standing yeah. A Count Studios, right? Yeah, no, it, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate. You know, I, I follow him on Instagram, yeah. and there's a lot of silly stuff that, he, yeah. that he's posting, and it's, right. and it's not boxing related. Right. You know, he's out there with the blonde dyed hair, yeah. you know, just running around doing goofy stuff instead of focusing on his boxing career and then. This happens, and then he's got all these other people that are making excuses for, yeah. hey, this and this. You know, the rules should have been this. Yeah. He, the other guy should have been disqualified. You know, the other part of that, is he was losing the fight. Right, right. And then, he, of course, today he's complaining that, you know, he felt it was it was being judged incorrectly and whatnot. Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing. It's not, um, it's not a bona fide occupational qualification to be a boxer mm-hmm. and to come from, uh, you know, minimum uh, uh, background as far as uh, – money and family and whatnot but that does seem to be the prevailing background right of poverty and hunger and this guy didn't have that no he didn't have that um you know and then he's complaining about the judges you don't think these judges were there right they were handpicked absolutely for him to get the scores absolutely yeah absolutely because they even ruled it right um an accidental headbutt yeah right which is why they went to the cards Otherwise, right, and that was uh, yeah, that was controversial in yeah. itself, right? And how do they know it wasn't from a punch? If it was from a punch, Casares yeah. wins on a technical knockout. That's just the way it is. So, anyways, I'm done with the guy, man. Yeah. I've been a big fan of him, a big supporter. I I was calling for him to fight who uh, Oscar De La Hoya, and you know what? They he still may, still and you may. know why he still may? Because De La Hoya knows that chances are, Chavez Junior is not going to come unprepared, right? No. He's going to come in very aloof very listless, say all the right things, talk about how he's focused, and then he's going to give us one of these performances. Unfortunately, and I'll just say this, right, because he is a human being, we don't know, right, how difficult it is to grow up and live in the shadow, right, of, again, arguably the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. That's what he's had to deal with. But you know what? He's an adult, and he chose that profession. And if he's choosing the profession and he's putting himself out there in the public limelight— then he's got to deliver, and he's susceptible to this kind of feedback. Yeah, and 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 I'm sorry, man, but he's I'm I'm done with this guy. Yeah, it's just it. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I'm just sick and tired of the, all the excuses afterward. Yeah, and and it's not going to stop. So there you go. I mean, unless something changes, like I don't want to talk about him anymore. Yeah, and it's no different than unfortunately we have to talk about it, and we will later in the show. Yeah. The whole Conor McGregor. And uh, Manny, Manny Pacquiao, and you know Mayweather, and that other YouTube star. Hence, why I'm telling you, right? 
couldn't find a place to watch a boxing, right, pay-per-view match on a Saturday. Yeah. On, on what are, what is, I'm not even going to say arguably, Saturday was the best fight card of the year. In mm-hmm. fact, you tell me another fight card that had five championships taking place. Yeah, and, and, and it's six, been a long time. Right. Yeah. And even Danny Roman, who was not fighting for a championship, a former champion mm-hmm. fighting on the card. An eliminator. Right, an eliminator. So unbelievable. Yeah. So here's what's going on, Rick. So uh, next segment, we're going to talk about the fights that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that'll probably be wrapped up into the news. Yeah. Um, I know there's other stuff going on besides the fights that happened this weekend. So let's get into that. I know we got the, the wonderful stat of the week. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to unfortunately have to talk and cover the McGregor and Manny Pacquiao, which seems to seem... <laughs> Seems to be like it's going to happen. The, the biggest, you know, news of the weekend. Unbelievable. <laughs> I know it's it's unbelievable, right? And what do I was what was I just saying? What were we talking about last week? The only fighter that we want to see Manny Pacquiao is against Mikey, Mikey Garcia. Garcia. And so, it, now, well, we'll get into it later. But now it looks like that fight probably won't even take place until like this time next year, if at all. Yeah, if at all, the way that these fights go, right? Because yeah. Manny Pacquiao, at his age, he's not going to fight mm-hmm. three or four times a year. No. He'll maybe fight two. He's definitely going to be very. Um, selective about his opponent because it's all about the financials at this point. It's an absolute money grab. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But anyways, a lot to talk about, folks. Welcome back. Round 15, last round of series or uh, last round of season number one. Fired up. We'll be right back in a little bit. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado, we're back. Um... Make sure you guys follow us and check us out on Instagram as well. I don't think, I don't know if everybody checks us out, Rick, right? Uh-huh. Pacific Coast Boxing on Instagram. Yeah. Um, we usually, we've been adding uh, videos now, right? Mm-hmm. Thanks to, uh, of course, our buddy ER, who uh, produced, wrote, or sang the uh, the song for Mikey Garcia, right? Yeah. So I think we need to get more video content. No, yeah, but, definitely. But, but we have been posting snippets of our videos, and we'll have to get more on there. But that's definitely a good source. And you can kind of get an idea on uh, on what's coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's our email, counterpunch at pacificosboxing.com. It's a matter of time, by the way, once these fights start opening up, that people are going to get to know us at the actual fights. I can't wait for that. I mean, I know we keep saying that, Rick, but I can't wait, man. Yeah, no, and I think we're a couple months away. No, I mean, a couple months away, but uh, the beginning of next year, I, I'm thinking we'll, we'll start being yeah. able to go to fights and, and yeah. they'll open it up yeah. uh, to a lot more. Yeah, uh, fans. And you say we're gonna be able to go. We'll see about that. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be able to go. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see if you'll be able to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, speaking of fights, there was some good fights over the weekend, and I know we got a lot of boxing news to cover. So, what do you got, Rick? Uh, well, we'll start with the uh, pay per view card, the big pay per view card. Oh we'll, yeah, we'll man. Yeah, we'll start with Christmas the, early. Um, yeah, the uh, main event. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll go in order. Um, so the last fight of the night was the Jermel Charlo, uh, Jason Rosario fight. Um, Jermel Charlo wins by eighth round knockout. He took the WBA and IBF belts uh, to combine with the WBC championship. Yeah, and I'll tell you, so a couple takeaways from that fight, mm-hmm. by the way, okay? The first one, by the way, is why did the ref decide to count him out when Rosario was like, Looked like he was going through convulsions and having a seizure on the canvas. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, and that happens way too much. Right? Are you kidding me? It's like I'm watching the fight, okay? Um, of course, I told you I'm by myself, you uh-huh. know? 
And I'm yelling, like, stop the fight. Get medical attention in there. Every second counts, yeah. right? Now, as, the, as far as, you know, why that, you know, left-handed jab that landed on the belt was able to do that to him, I have no idea, <laughs> right? Almost like, a, but obviously, you know, Rosario said afterwards that he still, he didn't recover from the punch in the previous round, which I get. But yeah. anyways, I'm looking at that saying, give me a break, ref. Stop the dang fight. I mean, did you see him? He's like, he's like shaking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely, you know, the the refs need to jump in, you know, stop these fights, you know, before um, it gets to that point. Yeah, but that being said, okay, uh, it went according to what we thought. By yeah. the way, the only fight we missed was the Casamayor fight, or that I missed, okay? Yeah. I had the fighter from Ghana in an upset, and that was uh, what a horrible call that was. Yeah, no, uh, you know. We did well. I think you went six and one for the weekend. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I incredibly, you know, yeah. seven and zero. Oh. Right? Did you? Know, you do you had Casamayor? Yes. Okay. I took the, All right. I took the That's Filipino fine. guy. Yeah. Well, you t- yeah. You, so you took basically like the red corner every single fight. Yeah. <laughs> wait. Wait. Wait to go on. Wait to go on a limb. Yeah. Wait to go on a limb. But yeah, here's the yeah here's the thing, man. Is that neither one of us were impressed with Rosario, the Dominican, mm-hmm. heading into this fight, right? No. Platano, banana, right? Yeah. So I, I again, I didn't see this as 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 big a fight as a lot don't get me wrong i love the charlo brothers and i'm glad that they were unifying right yeah uh charlo's also now the coveted uh ring 154 champion because mm-hmm. um he was ranked number one in rosario number two yeah and that's one way that you can win the ring uh championship so he also has that belt um i by the way i think and by the way i think the announcers were off on the pay-per-view that's another thing mm-hmm. I just I didn't like it. I think they were off in the Danny Ramon fight. I think they missed in round two, and I could be wrong, but I thought Rosario clipped him with a nice one two and he had Charlo hurt, but he didn't pounce on it. And because I just saw the highlights, who yeah. who, who were the announcers? What was it in the announce team? It was uh it was Bernstein. Bernstein. Yeah, it was the Showtime Farhood. crew base. But yes. The, yes. Uh, with the, Albert with uh, Morris. Morris was yes. in there still. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and I'll tell you what, you know, Morris yeah. did good. He did well. Yeah, yeah. He actually started getting a lot more technical. Um, about the fighting. Yeah. There was actually a lot of really good insights. Yeah, if I could okay. reach out to him, I'd say, hey, man, you got a lot better this time. Yeah. No, definitely. You I'd know, say I, it was great. I just yeah. think it got better. Yeah. But but I'll tell you, um, so Charlo did what he was supposed to, mm-hmm. okay? Am I super impressed with his performance? Um, yes and no. In other words, he did what he was supposed to. Uh, Rosario clearly was the inferior opponent, mm-hmm. okay? And, and he fought beautifully, uh, did Charlo, right? Yeah. Charlo, this Charlo, this 154 Charlo, he's a little bit more of, um, I, I don't know if Wilder is the right term, mm-hmm. uh, but he's a little bit more open, right? He's a little bit more of a of, of a fighter, yeah. right? The older Charlo is more of a boxer. They're both kind of boxer punchers, by the way. Yeah. They're definitely not classical boxers, okay? And they're definitely not punchers. They're, they're like kind of in between. Um, but this one is the one that'll flail, flail away more than the older one will. And and I thought he did a good job, and and he took care of business right against against Rosario. Next fight, I mean, obviously, if I'm him, clean it up and unify against Patrick yeah. Teixeira. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm I'm looking at the 154 pounders. It's it's not a heavy loaded division, you know. They got Patrick Teixeira. Um, you know, you've got. Uh, I'm looking at some of the names. Mary, maybe a, a Jared Hurd. You know, after a couple fights, maybe. Well, that was the fight. The, yeah. That that was the fight, right? Before both of them kind of had a detour, especially mm-hmm. Jared Hurd. That was the fight. It was yeah. going to be Hurd and Charlo, yeah. and it didn't happen. Yeah, unfortunately, just, I love Hurd. By the way, yeah, I love that guy. Um, but yeah, this division it, it, it it's it's pretty thin. Um, 
you know, up and coming, you know, you've got, uh, well, uh, uh, Tim Zhu, maybe, yeah. but you know, he's still a few fights down the road. I think there was talk of a Tim Zhu, Patrick Tessera fight. Yeah. You know, if that fight, Tim Zhu wins, you know, maybe he fights a Charlo fight, but I, I, I think they're going to want to make a, have him fight a few fights, make some money before he yeah. jumps in against that Charlo. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, you've got, um, Oh God! Well, again, you've still got Jared Hurd there, right? Mm-hmm. Jared Hurd is still a force to be reckoned with, and I think that uh, unfortunately that fight that we wanted to see didn't get made. Yeah, um, I do think he should totally unify with Patrick Teixeira, without a doubt. Yeah. Tim Zhu, I mean, come on, right? How can he be ranked number two by the WBO <laughs> after one one win, right, against yeah. Jeff Horn, and he's ranked number two? That's a joke. Yeah, and it could be that just Golden Boy doesn't want to throw him in there against. Uh... Jamal yeah. Charlo that he'll yeah. probably end up losing that title. Yeah, no, he would. Yeah. And of course, you got the fight that you know we're not we got zero interest in watching, yeah. which is a rematch between Erickson Lubin oh. and Jamal Charlo. We already seen it. Yeah. And then of course, unfortunately, we saw Lubin's performance last week. Yeah. Right. I forgot who his opponent's name was already, but it was um, it was Abreu. Yeah. And and I, you know the only reason I was thinking of because Bobby Abreu. Yeah. Remember the baseball player, right? <laughs> so, I mean, no, I'm sorry. After that performance by Lubin, somebody's got to say, I'm sorry, Lubin, but you've got you've to actually be in a fight. Yeah. You didn't really fight. You were in a boxing match, but you weren't in a fight. Yeah, and just looking at the names 154, th- th- there's nobody that Charlo wouldn't be a huge favorite against. Other than Hurd, right? Other yeah. than Hurd. Well, Hurd, you know, I think, you know, he, he lost that one. Yeah. Um, but I think Charlo's still a heavy favorite in that fight. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he would be a heavy favorite. I think that would be a pick'em fight. You I mean, that's so? the f- yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would. I, I'm, I'm almost positive that would be a pick'em fight. Cal Brook is hanging around that division, Ugh. but don't think that's going to happen. But um, as far as again, from a fight perspective, Charlo did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. Was very effective, right? When they got in close. Um, excellent counterpunchers. Both of them are excellent counterpunchers. It's yeah. ki- it's kind of what they do. But again, this particular Charlo, right? He's probably the more um, like if you had to ask me who's the more entertaining, it's this guy. Yeah. Because this guy lets him fly, and sometimes, right? And that's kind of how we got caught, right? Mm-hmm. And how we lost uh, against uh, this is the one that lost against Tony Harrison. Right? Did this one lose against Tony Harrison? Yeah. How can I get confused on these guys? <laughs> right? He, I know. They and and the announcers, by the way, had the older brother. Beating Erickson Lubin in the first round, and I'm like, no, it was the 154 Charlo that beat. But that's what happened against Harrison, right? He, he got a little, uh, he gets a little wild at times, which of course I like. Yeah, I like the fact that he's not afraid to take a chance. Um, again, also had a brief moment uh, to chat with him just for a bit after the fight. Complete gentleman came out, right? Talked to all the fans. So I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of both Charlo brothers, by the way. But um, did a good job, and he did what he's supposed to do against an inferior opponent with uh, Rosario. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, let's go to the uh, the next fight um, going down the uh, the card. The Luis Pantera Neri. Yeah. Uh, unanimous decision over Aaron Alameda. Yeah. Uh, he claimed the vacant WBC super bantamweight title. Um, Neri, you know, looked good. You know, he's patient. Uh, his new trainer Eddie Reynoso, yeah. you know, who's quietly, you know, getting a pretty good stable of uh, fighters. Yeah, all of a sudden, right? All yeah. of a sudden, isn't that funny how that is? You get yeah. the uh, fighter of the year, or not fighter of the year, but trainer of the year, uh-huh. and then it just kind of it grows from there. So here's the thing: 
Um, I thought it was a good fight, right? Mm-hmm. You called it. You said, hey, this could be the fight of the night. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the fireworks? And the reason why there, were, there wasn't fireworks is that um, Aron Alamenda is a true boxer. Yeah. Okay, that's a boxer, right? So when we say boxer puncher, puncher box, whatever, Aron Alamenda is a boxer. Yeah. Okay. He's not. He he he, he he's not a boxer puncher. Uh, has a um, huge uh, amateur background, and that's what he did. And I'll tell you what, he did not do him, himself a disservice in losing that fight. I think that Aron Alamenda would meet would beat a lot of fighters in that featherweight division. Tall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, won several rounds. I think Neary just figured him out. He was the aggressor. He landed the more telling punches. He absolutely won. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't think Aron Alamenda, um, we haven't heard the last of him. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and you know, he, uh, there's no shame in losing to, uh, to Neary. You know, Neary's 31 and 0, 24 knockouts. Uh, going into this fight, you know, he had an 11 fight knockout streak. And, um, you know, he was able to uh, at least break that. And um, but, yeah, there, there could be um, big fights in the uh, horizon for uh, Aaron Alameda. Yeah, I think, again, yeah, he did. Because I'll tell you, right, there's guys that, you know, like we, one of them that I know we're going to get to. But Danny Roman was calling for the winner of this particular fight. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. I think Danny Roman would have bigger problems with Alameda than he would with Luis Neri. Yeah, okay. yeah, it could be. Because yeah. of his size and because of his boxing abilities. And then, of course, another southpaw that Danny Roman seems to be fighting over and over and over again. Yeah. But anyways, at the end of the day, right, impressive win by Lourdes Neri. It was interesting that you say Reynoso because Reynoso kept imploring him to be more aggressive, which yeah. is kind of a staple, right, staple, of Reynoso, yeah. to be a lot more aggressive, right, in your face. Um, and he was trying to do that, right? And I think that Reynoso kept kind of not hinting, telling mm-hmm. him, right, not sure if you're winning. Like you better start throwing leather. So, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought Aniri did what he had to. Again, the more aggressive fighter landed the more telling punches. Was able to get inside. Was able to dictate the pace. But I'll tell you what. At a lot of there were several rounds where it was Aron Alamenda, yeah, who, who was who was uh you know putting his stamp on that fight mm-hmm. and and taking charge through several rounds. That's why. And it wasn't in question. Okay, there wasn't a question in doubt yeah. of who was going to win. Who was going to win. Other than it was not, I think, as a lot of people felt, because Aron Alamenda, there wasn't really a lot of uh, name opponents on his record. Mm-hmm. So I think folks thought, okay, that's just a padded record. He hasn't fought anybody, right? Taxi cab drivers, that kind of stuff. Um, but that wasn't the case. Yeah. That wasn't the case. He showed himself well. No, no, no. It's, it's good. And, uh, you know, this is a loaded division. You know, there, there's plenty of fights to be made oh, yeah. at this point. You know, you, you have Daniel Roman. You have, yep. uh, you know, Ronnie Rios is out there. You know, uh, one of one of the Golden Boy fighters, uh, Michael Conlon's out there. Uh, Figueroa, Heartbreak is, is in Kid, the mix. we're going to get to. Yeah, um, you know, there, there, there's a Stephen lot of Fulton. fighters. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's and, a and I'm and I'm gonna throw another one out there. Our guy Hector Bunos Lopez, man. Yeah. This is his division. Mm-hmm. I'd like to I'd like to see him go toe to toe with some of these guys. No, yeah, this is a loaded division. It's not like the 154s where there's you know there's not a lot of fights to be made. There's fights that can be made in this division. You know, great interesting fights. Um, I still would like to, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but I'd still like to see Roman get his uh, his rematch against Agmadaya. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, you know, it's a uh, it's a loaded division. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, and so going down the, uh, the the fight card, you know, we'll get to um, the Danny Roman 
fight. He won the 12-round yeah. unanimous decision over Juan Carlos Payano. Uh, Payano put up a pretty good fight. You know, I think uh, a lot of people thought the, clo- the fight was uh, closer than, uh, you know, going into it. Yeah. You know, we thought, okay, you know, this could be the biggest mismatch of the night. Yeah. You know, Danny Roman yeah. wins easily. And it, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't that. Yeah, and I think we were texting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, again, this is where I think the announcers had it all screwed up. Now, if you look at the final punch stats, right, Piano landed more punches than Danny Roman did. Mm-hmm. And he did, right? But it, it was pretty clear and don't and but it was pretty clear that Danny Roman was winning the fight. Okay. Now, it was tied, I think. They said it was tied going into the eighth round, and then Danny Roman finished the show strong, just as he did in the Akhmadiela fight. With the Akhmadiela, it was too little too late. Yeah. But um, hey, listen, credit to Piano, okay? Did a great job at his age, fought a great fight, right? And it's at twenty and at to times, one under, underdog. By the yeah, way. yeah, yeah. I know, I know. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And so again, credit to him. He did fight a good fight. He did counter uh, Danny Roman pretty good. He's a slick lefty. He was moving up in weight. Remember, he couldn't mm. make weight before, so this was a lot easier for him. Makes sense, right? For his age to be able to make this fight. So it ended up being a, a, a more entertaining fight. Mm-hmm. But I never felt like the fight was in question from a Danny Roman perspective. Yeah. And I, and I'm going to tell you something too, right? And and it would have been even more lopsided had they have counted the knockdown that was not a knockdown because the referee apparently said, you know, if it happens in the last second of the fight, uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Which huh? I've never heard. Right. Have you ever heard that before? No, but no. that's no, but but apparently that that's how it is. When somebody's fought a good fight for twelve rounds, you give them the benefit of the doubt and well, say, yeah, fight's over, did, fight's over. Did Magic Taylor get that same? Uh... Yeah, no, not not. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna tell you something. Um, you know, the Nevada State Commission, right, has decided to start using uh, instant replay yeah. for boxing. I don't know when they're gonna actually implement that in their in their fights, but exactly what we talked about. Yeah. In season one, yeah, I, I, I forget which episode it was. Uh, probably it was either three or four, but it was early. It was early, and we talked about that, right? All this technology, and and you know the NFL uses it, the MLB uses it, but we rely on a referee, mm-hmm. right, who's sitting there, right, trying to facilitate a fight, an organized, you know, violent event. And, and some of these referees, you know, yeah, to, you know, they're up there in age. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're not uh, just like an umpire. Yeah. You know, like an umpire, 67 man. years old, you know, probably yeah. not as mobile as he used to be. Right. And you're asking that guy in a split second to make a decision. Yeah, that's right. And and it's um it's unreasonable to believe that they're going to know whether it was a, you know, an accidental headbutt or a punch that caused the cut mm. or was the fighter actually down. Right. Did the glove hit the canvas Did whatever. And in this case, OK, yeah, it was close. It was the last, but it was not close, Rick. Yeah. Uh, uh, Roman landed a big left. Right, um, Piano goes against the ropes. It was like bam, ding, ding. I mean, it was really clear. <laughs> and not only did the ref not count it a knockdown, but he actually went to Piano and was helping, and him, helping up. him up. Yeah, helping him so that he wouldn't <laughs> fall through the ropes. That okay, and that was the staple. I was texting you, right? Mm-hmm. I said Roman needs a knockdown just to solidify the win, uh-huh. right? And and he got it, he but got he it. but he didn't get it yeah. because that would have been a ten eight round. And again, you know, Al Bernstein and stuff were complaining. I think there was a one eighteen one ten card, but I'm like, I'm sorry, but I I saw it that way. Yeah, there was a lot of rounds where again, Danny Roman was the effective aggressor, right? Landed the better shots, and yes, 
uh, Bayano would counter and he'd land good shots to the body. He had a couple rounds where he definitely was touching Roman up. There's no doubt yeah. about it. But that was it. If this was, I, I always go back to the basis, Rick. If this was a street fight, right? If this was a street fight, you know, out in the schoolyard, right? Yeah. Or if I've gotten into a street fight, you know when you win or lose. Yeah. You know, you know, we weren't looking like, oh, man, this guy won because he landed the yeah. bigger punches. But hold on a second, you know? <laughs> Fucking, he, you know, he slugged you three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could barely stand. <laughs> yeah, but I landed 50 punches. No, it doesn't matter. You got your ass kicked. Yeah. And so, but again... Kudos to Payano, put up a good fight and yeah. gave us an entertaining fight, which I really appreciated. No, yeah, and uh, you know, hope, uh, here's hoping that uh, Daniel Roman gets his fight. You know, if it's not Neri, you know, Akhmadiev, he's calling out all the champions. Um, you know, Angelo Leo also has a uh, title. Yeah, in the WBO. So um, you know, he wants one of the, the the champs and and to get a belt back. I would like them to to fight Akhmadiev. Yeah. Um, you know, just to have that rematch. Um, the sooner the better, because Akhmadiyev um, is a lot younger. Yeah. So the the longer they push this off, yeah, he'll have the advantage. And it's weird that he hasn't. It's weird that Akhmadiyev, for whatever reason, we got to find out mm-hmm. who promotes Akhmadiyev. He's got to be some independent, no? Uh, yeah. Um, it, it was weird that he even got that fight. Um, yeah. For for some reason, I'm thinking it's Eddie Hearn, but it might not be. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's interesting again because Akhmadiyev was very. Um, appreciative, good sportsmanship mm-hmm. after the fight, praising Daniel Roman for giving him the fight. But we we talked about you know what a um, you know the, the whole management of not getting the guaranteed uh, you know the rematch clause and all that for Daniel Roman, right? Yeah. But you would think that you know where where's the uh, where's the rematch? Where's the rematch? Where's the 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 gentleman? The common courtesy, right? Yeah. I gave you an opportunity to take my belt. Give me the same. Afford me that same opportunity. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Roman, right, is a kind of guy, and we know that, right? We know that. We spent some time talking to him. That he probably would even take less money, even though he shouldn't, because yeah. he still would be the A side of that fight, right? No, yeah. And it's, it's just unfortunate that he can't. He's one of the good guys in boxing, man. No, yeah, definitely. It's you know, it's disappointing. That he hasn't gotten that fight yet. I'm um, trying to look up uh, his his promoter. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, I think it's 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 an independent promoter that. Uh, yeah. You know, not, not not a name promoter. It's just interesting, and 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 we're getting to the point, by the way, right? A lot of these fights that are happening now, right? That are kind of like you know somewhat eliminators to setting up to the next fight. Mm-hmm. Like these next fights have to happen in front of crowds. Uh, you know, you had um, Josh Taylor win, right? Yeah. Which, of course, sets up the fight with Jose Ramirez. That fight needs to take place in front of people. And by the way, that's how we're going to cover on that fight. Like, Josh Taylor completely obliterated the opponent. Oh, yeah. okay? well, you know, it was... It's a body punch in the first <laughs> round. It's like, come on. You know, to- 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 total mismatch. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, hey, but that's the fight. You know, the, this was just the lead up till we get to that Ramirez fight. Um, you know, on this card, you know, the next fight, uh, Jamal Charlo, uh, unanimous decision victory over Sergey Dervinchenko. Yeah. Um, you know, scores 116, 112, 117, 111, 118, 110. Um, you know, this one looked like, you know, a pretty good fight. Um, Dervinchenko looked pretty beat up in the face at the end of this one. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something, Rick. Um, Good, another good fight, yeah. another quality fight from both fighters. Like I said, the fight card didn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. Told you last week, I felt like that kid that I can't wait till Christmas morning. Yeah. But then Christmas morning comes and you open up your presents, 
you play with your toy and then it's like, damn, you know, yeah. then you got to wait another year. Yeah. And I hope I don't have to wait another year for a fight card like this <laughs> because it was that good. I got to tell you again, I watched it by myself right here at Standing the Account Studios mm -hmm. and, I, and I still had a good time, right? Yeah. But um, that was one heck of a fight. Tell you what, Rick, let's talk about that on the other side of a break okay. because I, I tell you what, I, I want to change Derevichenko's nickname from the machine mm -hmm. to the exposer. Not in a bad way, uh -huh. right? But I'll tell you what, you better pack a lunch if you're going to get in the ring with Mr. Sergey Derevichenko. No, yeah, you know, he's and, he, tough fight for, uh, you know, the Jacobs. Um, and Triple G. Triple G. It, it was something else. So let's take a quick break, okay. and we'll get back and finish that fight as far as one or two other fights. One other fight, uh, the Brandon Figueroa, not Brandon, yeah, Brandon, Brandon Figueroa, the Heartbreak Kid as well. So give us a second. We'll be right back. Okay. All right, Pacifico's Boxing, we're back. And we had teed up the uh, Jermal Charlo 30-0 against Dervachenko, who I said, the exposer. So here's the thing. Another good fight, Rick. Not good fight, a great fight, especially on the fights that we've been seeing lately. Yes, Jermal Charlo won. I'll tell you something. Jermal Charlo does something that a lot of fighters don't do. He actually used his height and his reach to his advantage. You know, a lot of times you'll see fights and you're like, Geez, why doesn't that guy use his reach to his advantage, right? Yeah. And he did. For the most part, he did. But Derevichenko is good enough, right, to stymie that at times. Not enough, but he's good enough to stymie that, and he was able to get inside at times and really dictate the action by doing the same thing that he did the Triple G, which is getting inside, hitting the body, and landing the big left hook. The left hook was big for Derevichenko early in the fight. He just couldn't sustain that. Mm -hmm. for 12 rounds because Charlo continued to use his boxing skills to kind of keep him at bay. Yeah. But hell of a fight. Yeah, and, and, and I thought going into this one that uh, Charlo was just going to be too athletic for Derevichenko, where, you know, Triple G, yeah, a 40-year-old, plus 40-year-old Triple G is just not as athletic, athletic as he used to be. Uh, Jacobs has, has never been a very, you know, good fighter, you know, but not super athletic, not on the Charlo level. Yeah. And so I thought that that would kind of give him um, the edge in this one. Uh, but Dervachenko, you know, he's a, he's a tough out for anybody. Here's the thing, right, And and um, is that I said his nickname should be the exposer. I'm not saying he exposed Charlo as mm -hmm. this, you know, non-qualified, you know, not a very good fighter. No, Charlo still, is my opinion, right, one of the best. I'd put him in the top 20, if not maybe top 15, yeah. fighters pound for pound out there. Like, I think that highly of them. What I'm getting at is that Dervochenko has a way of exposing, right, mm -hmm. fighters' weaknesses and fighters' inability to, to counter. So when you talked about Triple G, yes, an older Triple G, but who up to this point had done the things that Dervochenko did the Triple G? Not even Canelo did that. Yeah, no. Um, and... I mean, I think Derevchenko won the fight against Triple G. By the way, yeah, no, and and you know, there's a lot of people that uh, think that way, um, you know. But yeah, Derevchenko, uh, Charlo was just uh, probably. I think there's a four year age difference, but uh, you know, Derevchenko beats probably most of the people in this division. Yeah. Outside of Charlo. Yeah. No, I agree. But what he showed me, remember, I said yeah. right that before this, you asked, you know, who. Would Canelo not be favored against? Yeah. And I said, well, maybe Jamal Charlo. 
you're right. He wouldn't, especially after what I saw. And yeah. here's the thing, right? Canelo is an excellent boxer puncher, right? And one of Canelo's biggest attributes is that he has excellent reflexes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, and when I say excellent reflexes, that's as good as any boxer. Not now, but maybe ever. Yeah, the way he slips and the way he makes um, his opponent miss punches is like I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and he's a little bit taller, not that much. We met him in person, right? Yeah. I was looking at my eyes, so he's five nine, five and a half, yeah. nine and a half at most, right? And Dervachenko's a little smaller than that. Dervachenko's like five. I think he's listed at five eight, five eight yeah. and a half, or something like that. Um, Canelo's younger, Canelo's faster, Canelo's stronger, and so I I do think that Canelo would would win yeah. against Jamal Charlo. Jamal Charlo would have to take chances if he was going to mm-hmm. fight, and we're just assuming because Canelo's you know considered the top guy. But anyways, that's what Derevichenko exposed that you are able if you're willing to take some punches, you are willing to get you are able to get inside Jamal yeah. Charlo. And rough him up with body punches and land. I'm telling you, he was landing that left hook almost at will in the first. I want to say three to five rounds. Yeah, and and I think uh, with this division, there's some interesting fights. You know, now yeah. uh, Charlo um, probably wants to do the same thing as his brother and uh, unify some of these titles. So now you're looking at you know Canelo. You're looking at a Triple G. You're looking at a Demetrius Andrade. Um, you know a Ryota Murata. Yeah, you and, and Ryota's going to fight. Um, he's going to fight our guy, the guy from Minneapolis, Rob Brandt. Rob Brandt. He's going to fight in him. The rematch, yeah, right? he's going to in the yeah. third. Yeah, the third installment okay. of that. Hopefully, that happens because I think that um, Rob Brandt deserves yeah. that. But I think you know when you when you throw those names around, I agree. But here's the one that I'd like to see him fight. Mm-hmm. Fight Triple G. Triple yeah. G's looking for an opponent. The uh-huh. zone is looking for a fight card. Yeah. <laughs> right? So you want to talk about a match made in heaven there, right? It's PBC and Golden Boy. Yeah. I don't know if that one happens though. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I, I would like to see it. Yeah. Because I think Triple G's on his way out. Uh, you know, Jermel Charlo, if if that fight doesn't happen soon, yeah. it's never gonna happen. Yeah. Um, because I yeah. I think it's still too big of a risk for DAZN because I think DAZN still wants yeah. Canelo Triple G. Right. And they're not gonna throw him in there against Charlo. Right and and hurt that, um, but, but at some point, yeah. right? Put yourself in the zone perspective. If they know, especially now with everything yeah. going on, and I think we'll get to that here in a little bit in the in the rest mm-hmm. of the news, if they are aware that uh, of Canelo's unwillingness to to, to fight Triple G, uh-huh. then that may need that may be the next the only big fight left yeah. for Triple G. Yeah, um, the other one is a, a D- Demetrius Andrade, maybe. Yeah, um, you know Charlo Demetrius Andrade. Everyone's interested in that. I think. Yeah. Uh, You've got, uh, you know, Demetrius Andres with the uh, Matchroom. Matchroom. Yeah. So, um, you know, possible the, the zone fighter. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm looking at these rankings and, uh, you know, something just jumped out at me and I'm, yeah. I'm kind of embarrassed to say it. Yeah. But uh, I've got the WBA's got Sergio Martinez ranked number six. Yeah. He hadn't fought in 10 years. I don't think that's Maravilla Martinez. You don't think that's him? No, I don't think that's him. I saw his name. I don't think that could be Maravilla Martinez. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. You'd have to we, find out. I saw his name. We've seen a lot of things in boxing. I know. 
I saw his name. I saw his name there as well, but I said, that can't be Maravilla Martinez. There's uh, no way. I'll, I'll have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, remember, by the end of the show, I, I, was, it the w, was it the IBF that had yeah, the dead guy? The dead guy. Right, that yeah. had a dead man <laughs> ranked. Almost there. You right, know, um, <laughs> that's right. But, uh, you know, you've got Munguia, you know, Munguia. Who just, who just moved up, right, gave up the 154-pound uh, uh-huh. title. And uh, right? he recently, he's going to fight uh, Tereño Johnson. Yes, um, yes. October 30th on yep. the zone. yep. Uh, we'll get to some of those fights uh, later on, but you know there's some interesting fights to be made. But this is one of those divisions where the um, the promotions might get in the way of a lot of these. As we've always talked about, yeah. unfortunately, that's why I'm saying, right? If, um, if if I'm Jamal Charlov, I'm pushing for the Triple G fight. Yeah, and because right that there's less of a risk there, and he's still got a big enough name, mm-hmm. and nobody's really put him out. Yeah. So he could put the staple and say, "Look, I I put him out." And you know, and he's right. When uh Jamal Chalo was talking about after the fight, um you know, Daniel Jacobs, it was a um I think both Daniel Jacobs and and Triple G or were split decisions. Forget about what the judges said. Everybody thought both fights were close. A lot of folks, including myself, thought that he beat Triple G. Mm-hmm. Nobody felt that Dervachenko beat Jamal Charlo. So he's able to do what neither one of those guys could do. Yeah. Which is beat him clearly. Yeah. Okay, so that was an accomplishment. I told you, and he was saying that, yeah, he he did want to make it a statement. He, you know, he of course he wanted to knock him out. But to me, Jamal Charlo, you did make a statement. You took you beat the machine in in a dominating fashion. You did. Again, the machine being the machine, or I call him the exposure, he was able to get in and do his thing as you know he's 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 a professional and he's a tough fighter pack a pack a pack a lunch with that dude man but that being said jamar charlo came out so yeah so i i think triple g's the fight man i think triple g's the fight now if they want to try to set up a jaime mongia whoa you know yeah that that would be interesting i'm gonna tell you something though Uh, i would take jamal charlo in that fight if you fight right now i take charlo yeah no i think um mongia just hits gets hit way too often yeah right he now. does you know he, he uh and and he, he's got that young, that youth to him right yeah. that he can withstand that but can he do that against a pro's pro like jamal charlo yeah um th- th- that would be tough um uh and i think i think they're gonna they're gonna keep feeding mungia you know these guys that he should be able to beat until he's ready for like a canelo and make a super fight yeah you know mexican versus mexican mexico city you know just make it or you know uh Cowboy Stadium, yeah. you know they're going to make it a huge event when you know Canelo's going to beat him. Yeah, the know? thing is, at least it didn't take long. As soon as he moved up, he's already ranked uh, number two. Yeah, in the WBC, <laughs> Jaime Munguia. Yeah. yeah, not one fight at one sixty, right? But he's already ranked number two. <laughs> so there you go. None of the other sanctioning bodies, by the way, have him ranked. Yeah, not one. Which, by the way, I hate to go back to it. That's what makes Danny Ramon such a special fighter because it is difficult to be ranked. Mm-hmm. On all four sanctioning bodies, right? Yeah. I mentioned this last week, but when you look at uh, at Danny Ramon, number three by the WBC, number three by the WBA, um, number four by the WBO, okay, not uh, and then number six by the WBF. So the lowest at any of those four is the uh, IBF, number six. Yeah, like that's that's unheard of. Yeah. Absolutely unheard of, but yet he can't get a championship fight. He's got to get one after this, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, just sorry, sorry to digress. But you know, the whole ridiculousness of the sanctioning bodies and how uh, Mungia is at number two. But again, and he's so so. Dervachenko was ranked number one. Uh-huh. He lost, right? 
So how does that work? So does Derevchenko now drop? And if Munguia wins, more than likely they'll have Munguia as the number one contender, right? Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll. At least uh, from the WBC's there. perspective, mm-hmm. of course, right? So yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting how it all you know shakes out. Uh, you know, beginning of the year. Um, you know, probably the last one we'll cover for this yeah. uh, card, but the uh, Brandon Figueroa yeah. uh, scored a seventh round, or sorry, tenth round TKO yep. over yep. Damian Vasquez. Uh, this one, um, Figueroa went in as a fifty to one, yeah, you know, favorite. Yeah, we had that as a KO, by the way. Yeah. We had that as a KO, so that yeah. that one, that one, we were right on the money. <laughs> Listen, he looked impressive, right? He did what he had to do. Looked much better than his previous fight. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Brandon Figueroa fan, right? I'm not. I'm not going to hide that. But again, right? It was. I tell you, like we talked about, it, it was a great card for that weight division. Yeah. No. It, you know, it, it was. It was loaded. There's a um, lot of fights for that division. If right, if Michael Collin decides to stay and fight in that division, love mm-hmm. to see that one. Yeah. Love to see um, Figueroa and Michael Conlon. Uh, is is he ready for any of the 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 big ones? Is he ready for a, a Neary a Daniel Roman. Well, he's got a portion of that bogus WBA championship uh-huh. today, does Brandon Figueroa, yeah. right? Is he the gold or the regular champion? He's got a WBA strap. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's th- there's three. Well, the gold is uh, Ronnie Rios. Okay, gold is Ronnie Rios. Yeah. That's right, sorry. Uh, Akhmadialov yeah. is, is the actual champ who beat Roman, right? And then Brandon Figueroa's got a version of their championship. Yeah. Um, so I'm saying, so yeah, he has to be. He's their champion, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd love to see him against Luis Neri. Love mm-hmm. to see him against Akhmadialov. Try to unify the WBA, right? Yeah. Akhmadialov is the only one because he beat Roman, who's got the IBF and the WBA. Yeah. That's why, um, that's why Akhmadialov has the WBA Super Championship because he has at least one championship in the other four sanctioning bodies. So he's got the Super WBA Championship, yeah. right? So, yeah, I think, I think they have to step up his competition at this point. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, put him against Danny Roman. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a fight. And 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 I, and I think uh, boxing loses a lot of fans because yeah, people aren't willing to throw people in there. Yeah, you know, to 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 somebody has to get a loss. Right. You know, they 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 don't want to do it. Uh, where UFC, you know, you've got main events where both fighters have five yeah. or six losses. Right. You know, and, and, and they don't care. They don't care because we know uh, we know how it works, right? There's mm-hmm. an actual format, right? There's a yeah. method to the madness, right? Yeah. Like you said, we covered that, uh, you know, earlier in the season where the rankings are clear, the fights are clear. Number one fights, yeah. number two. Champion fights, right? Number five fights, number six. Not here. Yeah, no. You yeah, got four yeah. sanctioning bodies. All of them with different, again, like we talked about without going down a rabbit hole. Uh-huh. It's like the Dodgers being in the National League West, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the American League East, you know, not ranking the Dodgers as one of the best teams because they play for a different sanctioning body, not MLB, right? Yeah. There is no MLB. There's just different baseball divisions. And, you know, we'll, it's just, it's, it's, it's nuts, man. It's unfortunate yeah. because there's, especially in this division, it is loaded. It is loaded with the amount of fights. You could even, it's almost like you could bracket these guys. And I'm telling you, Stephen Fulton, who um, who unfortunately beat Adam Blunos Lopez early in his career. And Adam Blunos Lopez ducks no one, mm-hmm. right? And he lost to Stephen Fulton early in his career. You got Stephen Fulton. Yeah. Who's ranked, you know, Stephen Fulton, number one by the WBO, number nine by the WBC. Um, you got Diego De La Hoya in that division. He's been pretty impressive, yeah. right? 
Yeah, you know, there's some fights to be made. In, and um, you know. I mean, depending on what weight he is and where he comes back, yeah. you got Randy Caballero. Yeah. Who knows where he ends up? That's a former champion, mm-hmm. right? So who he knows? Was the, he was, I think he was the IBF. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I mean, seriously, like, you've got a lot of guys there, but, yeah. Um, All right. What else we got, Ray? Well, uh, go, going back to one more thing. Yeah. I did get confirmation. Yeah. That... Uh, even Sergio Martinez was surprised yeah. Yeah. by his WBA ranking. Yeah, uh, I guess they gave him this ranking about three weeks ago. So they didn't. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They didn't hesitate. Are you kidding me? To give me? him, yeah. you know, he's ranked number six. Yeah, by the WBA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, and that's enough, right? <laughs> I mean, that's enough. Come on, come on. Yeah. So Sergio Martinez is yeah. ranked number six by the WBA. After not having fought in how many years? Uh, it had to be at least 10. Right. It's been at least 10 years since Sergio Martinez has fought. So he, you know, he bypasses, you know, Ronald, you know, Ronald Dallas, Alfonso Blanco. I mean, you know, Derevchenko, <laughs> right? All these other guys. It's, it's ridiculous. Right. Liam Williams, yeah. Jaime Munguia, you know. Yeah, give me a break. Oh, give me a break. Rank number six. Rank number six. Uh, let's, right. let's just hope that that never happens. You know, that he gets put in there. Top in a ten. Title, in a top, title fight. Top ten. Top ten. Hasn't fought in, in, in whatever, yeah. ten years, and wins one fight against an absolute no one, uh-huh. and he's now ranked top ten. Top ten. Oh. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, in, in one of the biggest news of, of the weekend, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, it looks like Conor McGregor, Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. Um, they're going to fight in early uh, 2021. Yeah. Uh, it's looking like uh, it's going to happen in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, you know, Pacquiao saying that he's donating um, a huge portion of his earnings to uh, fight the coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pacquiao turns 42 in December. Yeah, we're in his, in his household. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he does have a lot of kids. He's got to make sure that uh, they don't get the uh, coronavirus. Um, but, yeah, he, he hasn't fought since July of 2019. Yeah. And, you know, he's not going to fight this year. So you know, now we're looking at, you know, which will be, you know, this is the, the probably the problem with the state of boxing. A lot of people are going to order this fight. Of course they will, right? Yeah. Of course they were going to order the fight. And here's the thing, right? On that particular day, there will be no UFC fight. No. Because UFC knows. Now, you were saying earlier about, you know, do they coordinate? No, they don't coordinate on regular fight cards yeah. because the UFC knows that they're going to outdraw. Their hardcore UFC fans yeah. are going to outdraw the Charlo brothers because most people, unfortunately, no disrespect to the Charlo brothers, mm-hmm. Um, don't know the Charlo brothers, right? Unless you're a boxing fan. Yeah. So unfortunately, in this situation, guess what? They will be showing that fight on pay-per-view at this establishment that I'm yeah. talking about, oh, right? Yeah. They will because they will. Conor McGregor has the UFC name and Manny Pacquiao. I hate to even talk about this, and, man, because... And, and know, I don't even think, you know, you, yeah. you're, you're talking about the location yeah. we might go to yeah. for it. We wouldn't have the home field advantage. I think yeah. there would be more UFC... Diehards. Oh, there's know, no doubt about it. Thinking, yeah, he's gonna win this fight. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I'm gonna tell you something. 
That's a fight where, no, I'm going to root for Manny just simply because I'm a boxing fan. Yeah. I have a, Okay, so here's the thing. I told you last week, right? Yeah. I'm not a big Manny Pacquiao yeah. fan. And this pushes me even farther away from Manny <laughs> Pacquiao. Yeah, because this is 100% a money grab, Yeah. right? 100%, let's be honest, yeah. right? He's at a point in his career where he's no longer looking to establish himself as the best fighter, mm-hmm. right? The best. And, and again, there's a part of it. I get it, right? He's paid his dues, you could say, right? Yeah. He's you know, paid his dues. Businessman, you know, he's turning 42. Right. Didn't fight this year, so, you know, his senator's uh, salary probably... Yeah, as a lot know, of guys did, in fairness yeah. to him. Canelo hasn't fought either, right? And, you know, if he fights this fight, yeah, you know, he made probably more money in this fight than he would have made had he had two fights uh, in, in regular boxing. Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, right, let's be honest, right, is that his legacy is set, right? Yeah. This is, this is not going to impact his legacy in any way. No. Okay. So from his perspective, if we look at pure boxing, why the heck does he have to fight Mikey Garcia, yeah. right? Yeah. He's not in this anymore to, I want to fight the best. Mm-hmm. I want to prove myself. He's already done that. He's already proved that he's one of the best. Now, I already told you, right? And I'm going to tell you right now, I question, right, how he can do this at 42. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no way he's able to do this at 42, yeah. How is it possible, Rick, that he's able to do this at 42 years old when, and fight against the very best? When nobody else has? Right. Nobody else <laughs> has. Somehow he just got the secret sauce uh-huh. that's passion, desire, commitment. I don't think so. I don't think so. In fact, I know so. And here's the thing. On this type of fight, when they're fighting Conor McGregor, do you think Conor McGregor and company are really going to be that interested on whether or not, right? Yeah. All policies when it comes to drug testing, etc., are enforced. Hell no, because you know what? Conor McGregor is going to be making bank for yeah. this as well. So what do they care at yeah. the end of the day? And uh, okay, if if this happens in early 2021, yeah, early prediction. Yeah, early prediction. Early prediction. No, I think I think same thing that with McGregor. I think uh, same thing with when he fought. Sorry, when he fought Mayweather. Yeah. Um, it's a different sport. Do, do you think Manny carries him? Like, like yeah, I, I, yeah, I, th- I think Manny probably does the same thing. Yeah. I think that um, they're both small, right? McGregor's going to be taller than both of them. Yeah. But you can't just, you know, you, you can't step into the squared circle and the sweet science mm-hmm. and try and outbox Manny Pacquiao, all that I said. Yeah. He's still a world-class damn boxer. And you're not going to get a UFC, just like you're not going to get a boxer go into the UFC and try and beat a UFC guy on the mat. It's not no, going to happen. Yeah, it's not gonna... And so, no, Manny Pacquiao is going to win. Yeah. And UFC fans, like they still do to this day, they're like, yeah, but he gave McGregor a pretty good fight. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, Mayweather, Mayweather. Ca- carried him. What, yeah. what did he end the fight? Was it the ninth round? It was the round? ninth round, you know, somewhere in there. But, yeah, it, it, I, he had the fight in total control. Rick, I was yeah. never any doubt. No, I watched the fight yeah. with UFC fans, yeah. and they were like, damn, there's like, Alfonso, you got to admit, he's giving him a hell of a fight. I'm like, what are you talking about? I yeah. said, he is going to knock him out. He's going to get fatigued. He's not even throwing punches. And Pacquiao will probably do the same thing. Which, which is the better fight? De La, uh-huh. De La Hoya McGregor? Yeah. Or Pacquiao McGregor? Oh, De La Hoya McGregor. Yeah. De La Hoya McGregor because De La Hoya's, you know. You know, hasn't fought in a long hasn't time. Hasn't fought in a long he's time. Almost, he's almost he's 50. past his prime. He loves the golf. He brags about he just shot a 67, yeah. right, a couple weeks ago. Loves, I mean, I say loves. I shouldn't say that. I don't know the guy. But, you know, from what we understand, right, 
enjoys the nightlife, right? Enjoys, uh-huh. in, you know, indulging in adult beverages, etc. I- I'm going to go ahead and say he enjoys the nightlife. Okay, so you could say... <laughs> okay, go ahead, right? Okay. You, and you can define what that means, okay. right? That's left up to your interpretation, yeah. I guess. But um, I think that would be a more... Now, when you say which fight, I think I'm talking from a competitive perspective. Uh-huh. De La Hoya McGregor would be a more competitive fight. Yeah. Because I think that, you know, De La Hoya doesn't start prepping until maybe six weeks before the fight, yeah. if that, right? Yeah. And, I, yeah, he does. And, he, again, he hasn't fought in a while. See, that fight would be – I still think it would be an absolute joke. And I think, yeah, yeah De La Hoya would, would beat him. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if De La Hoya would beat him. That's the ah. thing. I, I don't know because I thought that De La Hoya was going to absolutely obliterate Manny Pacquiao. Except he showed up, you know. He showed up like five pounds lighter than Right, Pacquiao. right. He showed up, right, completely anorexic, 142 pounds. He looked horrible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, and he's 5'10. So I don't, yeah, it, this is this whole thing, man. Yeah. And we are going to see it. Unfortunately, we're going to see McGregor and Pacquiao. And it's 100% a money grab. It yeah. means nothing to boxing. That's the whole thing. What does it mean to boxing? No, nothing. What does it mean? Do we say, oh, my gosh, I, yeah. he beat McGregor, so now it means nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. It's just, okay. You know, it's just a way to get, uh, you know, people's money. Right. Why would he not be fighting, uh, you know, why is McGregor not wanting to fight uh, Mikey Garcia? Mm-hmm. Or, right, or any of those guys, or Canelo. Imagine yeah. him fighting Canelo. Oh. Yeah. You destroy him. Yeah. Right, destroy him. Even Jaime Munguia. Munguia, any of the Charlos. Yeah. Oh my gosh, any of the Charlos. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, it would just be yeah. Any any of those guys. Yeah. Sean Porter. Sean Porter. Yeah, Porter would mow. In fact, I'd like to see that. Let me see Sean Porter mow right through Conor McGregor, (laughs) right? Because because Sean Porter's not going to wait ten rounds. No. He's going to go right through him. Yeah. Right. Wind him up and go, babe. Yeah. You don't you don't get paid extra. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's what I'd like to see. Ah, oh, man. All right. And then uh, let's get to the uh, Canelo Alvarez, Golden Boy, DAZN. Yeah. You know, they're um, they're going to formal mediation, uh, seeing if they can uh, hash out their their issues. Uh, it was reported that DAZN uh, made a new deal uh, worth 20 mil per fight to Canelo, where his yeah. other deal was 35 mil per right. fight. Um, you know, that seems like a huge, you know, pay cut. I don't know the specifics if it's going to be, you know, hey, until the coronavirus is over, we can just order, we can just give you 20. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll be different when we get, uh, you know, out of the whole coronavirus and we're able to have fights with crowds. Um, they had until today, you know, and as of nothing, as of right now, I hadn't heard anything. Yeah. Um, but um, if he was going to redo his lawsuit, uh, he needed to send it back in by today. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see yeah. what happens. I mean, obviously, obviously, right? It's in everybody's best interest that it doesn't go to court, mm-hmm. right? That you know, you save all the lawyers' fees, etc. And I said before, right, a couple weeks ago, I think it's a good move by Canelo to kind of press the issue. Yeah. Right. So I think he's doing what he has to. He's like, hey, you know, he's the product. He's not getting any younger. So I, I think it's good. And that's all it did. If anything, it raised the awareness that, look, I'm serious. And if you don't get me fights or you don't give me some type of of uh, of, of purse that's close to what you, you what you promised me, I'm out of here. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens again. I do, we don't know all the legalities of even where he's at mm-hmm. still. Right. 
No, and yeah. if he's going to renegotiate, like you said, what is that going to look like? Okay, now I'll take less now. But, mm. and you know, maybe now, maybe now they get more descriptive, which is going to be better. In other words, you're right. Maybe they say, okay, look, here's what we're going to do, Canelo. We're going to give you 20 20, but if you fight Triple G, we'll give you 50 million. And then, you know, and then maybe there's, you right? Know, you know, maybe, maybe there's an opt out. Maybe they say, hey, we'll give you 20. 20 mil for the right. next two or three fights, but right. then you're a free agent at, at the end of that. That's a great you know, point. Maybe that's he, a great maybe point. Maybe he takes that. Right. That's a great point. That's a, that's a really um, great point saying, hey, this is all we can do. So who knows? So, yeah, I think it'll definitely be cleared up by by, by next week's episode, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll have more information on that. Uh, a few fights that uh, were made uh, the Estrada Quadras fight yeah. rematch um, is going to be on the Chocolatito um, Gonzalez card. Yeah. Um, we talked about Mungia Johnson. That's yeah. going to be on uh, October 30th on the Zone, and then Usyk versus Chisora yeah. on uh, October 31st, also on the Zone. Yeah, I'll tell you what the uh, the Quadras fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, no, should should be a good card. You got Chocolatito on yep. there. You know, uh, Martinez and Flores is on that card. You know, it. it uh, I think I think we're going to get a nice sprint of fights coming up. You know. Yeah, October, November, December. Um, you know, let's not forget about uh, October seventeenth. Oh, that's got, right, uh, the big one. The big one, uh, Teofimo and uh, Lomachenko. Yes, yeah, yeah, and th- I think that one. Um, if it's not going to be next week, I think we'll break that down uh, mm-hmm. the week after. Yeah, and and really break that down, right? We'll even see if we can get some trainers and folks on here to to you know to give their uh, their their opinion on that as well. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty much for the news um, this weekend. You know, it's, it's it's pretty light on the action uh, side. Um, you know, ESPN Plus have, has a couple cards, you know, some fighters, you know, I've never heard of. Um, Wednesday, they've got a card. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, uh, two cards on Saturday. Uh, Jose Cepeda in the uh, evening fight. Yeah. Um, and then there's a fight on uh, DAZN on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of fighters uh, I've never heard of either. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's it, it's interesting, by the way. I want to go back to the uh, the Carlos Quadras fight in yeah. Juan Francisco Estrada because uh, Estrada lost the first fight on a unanimous yeah. decision, and then you got uh, Chocolatito, right, who's beaten Carlos uh, Quadras, right, in a, in what was a very again a, a really good fight, and so I think they're setting that up kind of like the winners are going to face each other, Rick. Yeah, which is going to be you know, which obviously that would be would that would be really good, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's that's going to be interesting. Like I said, some of these fights that are taking place now, it's almost like they're setting up so that the next one is hopefully in front of an audience. Yeah, in front of audience, right? Uh, you know, probably two to three times the purse. You yeah, know, it'll be. Uh, I think that whole beginning part of twenty twenty one, you know, it, there's going to be a lot of fights uh, to be made. Yeah, good good fights. Oh yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, and remember, right, um, Juan, um, sorry, Juan Francisco Estrada mm-hmm. lost to Chocolatito. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that was back in 2012. Okay, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, in a uh, unanimous decision, right? So, and now that you know, with the resurgence of Chocolatito, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what they're putting that up up for. By the way, they're hoping that both of those guys win, and then they're fighting that rematch, yeah. which I think you know would be a really good fight. And I think in this fight, I think uh, Estrada is going to be favored. Oh no! Yeah, 
So, now good stuff, Rick. All right, man. So much good stuff happening. Um, I tell you that whole uh, Manny Pacquiao and Conor McGregor it just throws <laughs> this just throws us off, man. Yeah. But unbelievable. All right, we'll be right back. I know we got the stat of the week, right? Yeah. Big stuff. All right, we'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, we're back um, with the stat of the week, of course. Um, episode 15, so this is round 15 of stat of the week, right? Yeah. You know, no. good good stuff, man. Yeah, no, and we have a interesting one this week is uh, who, who has the most knockouts in boxing history? Uh, it's a fighter named Billy Bird. He had yeah. 138 knockouts in his career. Uh, he was a... British uh, boxer who was active from 1920 to 1948, and he fought as a welterweight. So from 1920 to 1948, mm -hmm. you said. So 28 years. Uh -huh. And how many knockouts did he have? 150 knockouts? Uh, 138. 138 knockouts. Wow. So what was the total record then? His record was 260 yeah. and 73. 260 and 73. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. That's yeah, not a bad winning percentage at all. Yeah, with 20 draws. Wow. So, no um, kidding. You know, definitely, uh, you know, some good. Uh, well, and, and that one goes back, you know, to the like the staff from last week. Right. Mm -hmm. With, uh, you know, the gentleman, the one that had the most uh, first round knockouts in yeah. a row. He had a lot of common opponents. Right. Uh -huh. And so I don't know if you've been able to delve that deep into this one. How many common opponents of those uh, 138, you said? Uh, yeah, 138. How many of those 138 knockouts were the same opponent? You know, uh, not that it matters, but still, you know. Yeah, you know, a total of uh, 356 <laughs> fights. I'm assuming there were some duplicates. I'll quickly yeah. look at, uh, uh, you know, towards the end of his career. Yeah. You know, he uh, he fought Harry Watson twice, but you know, you can't yeah. count those ones because those were. Uh, you know, he lost a decision in those ones. Yeah. Uh, Pretty interesting, though. Either either way, I mean, think about uh -huh. that. So 28 career, 138 knockouts. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, and these guys, again, these guys fought pretty uh, pretty regularly, right, yeah. to have that many fights. You know, you said 200 and something in 73, mm -hmm. right? And uh, second on this list is yeah. uh, Archie Moore, 132 yeah. uh, knockouts. The old mongoose, right? The old mongoose from yeah. uh, San Diego. Yeah. And I think, yeah, no kidding, we had him on a set of the week. I forget which yeah. set of the week. I think he was the oldest fighter. You had him the, that did something, right? Yeah. So, wow. I mean, you know, that that's uh, 138 knockouts, 130 knockouts regardless. Uh -huh. But that says as much about your long. Does that say as much about your longevity, your opponents, or are you heavy-handed? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, you know. Well, he had two hundred sixty-eight wins. You figure yeah. at least half of them, yeah. You know, were going to be knockouts. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's probably he had a lot of fights. Well, I mean, you look at it. You know, um, you know, when we were interviewing Marky Garcia, he had like mm -hmm. a seventy-seven, seventy-eight percent knockout ratio. Yeah. Right. You know, but can you sustain that over? You know, like this guy, can you sustain that over twenty-eight years? Yeah, you know, is is the question. You know. Well, nowadays the money's just too good. You know, yeah. I think back then, you know, they had to fight. <laughs> yeah. Or they weren't making, you know, a, a ton of money. Right. Uh, nowadays, you know, the money's just too good that you know you only have to fight once. Yeah. You know, if you're Gary Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Year. Once every couple of years, and the thing is, right, is right. After about, depends who you are and what promotion you're with. But after about mm. your 15th fight, certainly by your 20th fight, right? Yeah. You're fighting, you know, pretty well skilled uh, opponents that you're not going to just be able to knock out. Yeah. No. 
right? Whereas these guys, if you look at the dates that he's fighting, I bet he's fighting every every month in mm-hmm. some cases. If you look at his boxing rack, yeah. I almost guarantee you. I mean, and and you know, I and I, by the way, one of these episodes we're going to talk about Mike Tyson, but that's what Tyson did. Mm-hmm. Tyson was fighting every two weeks, every month, and they did that on purpose just to kind of build up his resume as this knockout artist. But he was knocking out tomato cans, man. Yeah, and and I think they knew that uh, if you give him too much free time, yeah, you know, he's probably going to be getting it. No, that too, that too as well. Um, but yeah, why? I mean, if you ever look, and we'll have to, we'll have to do a special on Mike Tyson. By the way, mm-hmm. this will surprise people, but I'm not a big fan of Mike Tyson. Yeah, and I don't necessarily have him as uh, one of my top heavyweights of all time. I think he fought in an era that was a lull. It was a lull mm-hmm. between because remember it was Muhammad Ali, then it was Larry Holmes, and then it was just like yeah. you know era of mediocre heavyweights. And he happened to be this young kid that knocked everybody out until he fought somebody who actually stood up to him. Yeah. Right, and it happened a couple times. It wasn't. It just wasn't until Buster Douglas to beat him. But anyways, and you know, and I was a big fan. You know, it, yeah. uh, You know, growing up, the, you know, that was one of the first fighters. Yeah. You know, it, he was fighting yeah. pretty regularly. Yeah. Pay per views would come around. Right. And uh, you know, one of the first guys that uh, introduced me to right. You know, liking boxing and uh, yeah, like the know, so. was it the Marvis Fraser was that fifty three seconds or yeah. something like that. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> You know, give me a break, man. Yeah, those weren't boxing matches. You know, yeah. those were just events. And, well, anyways, yeah, he ended up beating, you know, one of my idols, Larry Holmes. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the real Larry Holmes, you know. <laughs> the real Larry Holmes, trust me, is, is a thousand times better than Buster Douglas. But, anyways, yeah. stat of the week, Rick. What was the gentleman's name again? Uh, Billy Bird. Billy Bird, 138 knockouts. So yeah. there you go, folks, 138 knockouts. Now you can walk around and say, I know a guy that knocked out somebody 138 times, yeah. Billy, Bird. Billy Bird, 1920 to 1948. Try that for sustainability, right? Yeah. Regardless of what we may think and say, you still have to be able to sustain that, right? Which means there's got to be some level of commitment. So um, kudos to these guys with those stats, man. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. All right, folks, we'll be right back to wrap this show up. Good stuff. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, my co-host, Rick Prado. So here's the deal, Rick. So season one is technically done mm-hmm. with, uh, we're going to call it round 15, okay? Yeah. Not episode 15. Round 15, round 15. is done, okay? Again, uh, it's been um, it's been tremendous success, even during the COVID, Yeah. right? I mean, we've been ha- we have, everyone's had challenges with the COVID and businesses, et cetera. We don't get to go out and talk and see the fans like we thought we would. Mm-hmm. N- nevertheless, Adam Blue Nose Lopez, Mikey Garcia in studio, Lazaro Lorenzana, which, by the way, um, I'm going to reach out to him and see if we can get him on next week's show. Yeah. See if he, uh, we can talk to him about his first fight, kind of everything he went through, yeah. and what and what's next, right? And impressive, you know, impressive fight. You know, he, go, he goes to the body uh, really well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was brutal. Yeah. That was brutal. Um, and then, of course, we had um, Raul and his brother uh, Christopher mm-hmm. were on the show. Um, and, and I tell you what, it's a matter of time before Raul, Raul makes his, uh, his pro debut. Yeah. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, again, I've always got a couple things. We always have a couple things. Just don't want to put them out there, right? But yeah. we've got some connections with a lot of people. Um, and so season two, right, it's going to have to top season one, Rick. No, yeah, definitely. And it will. Yeah. And it will. And and it's just a matter of time before this thing starts blowing up. Um, so, again, uh, you mentioned it. We got a lot of big fights coming up in October, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's a jam-packed uh, October. We got, uh, you know, Loma, Lopez. 
Uh, we have the um, Davis Santa Cruz fight. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, it's interesting. But you got a lot of a lot of boxing experts that are uh, coming out and picking uh, Lomachenko. Okay, a lot of them, right? Yeah. I was listening to um, uh, the Latin Snake, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's got Lomachenko. So there's a lot of folks that are picking Loma that are not giving Teofimo a chance. Yeah. Um. I believe early on we both had Teofimo. Both Teofimo, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll dive into it. I I, I kind of get it. You know, uh, Lomachenko, uh, he's, you know, he hasn't really been hurt badly. Yeah. So I think they're 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 thinking, you know, he's a pretty elusive fighter. You know, he's probably not going to take the risk that he does against some of these other guys where. Yeah. He thinks he can take their punch. I think he knows Lomachenko, uh, Lopez has yeah. a really strong punch, and he's going to try to avoid it. And he's the bigger fighter is yeah. Teofimo Lopez. Yeah. I think that this is a fight that you know Lomachenko's not going to go and try to go toe to toe with him. No, right? He's not going to turn it into no. that. And the thing is about you know this is why I love about Teofimo Lopez. He's not a brawler. In other words, he's a very it's controlled aggression with yeah. him. Right? He's not going to go in there and expose himself. Right? Yeah. Um, that's not what he does. He can box, he can punch, he can brawl, but he does it in a very methodical, um, if he was a, a public speaker, he can articulate right, his yeah. punches really well. Yeah. But so can Lomachenko. He's Loma. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm telling you, man, like there, there's the next one. Like I look at the calendar. I cannot wait for that one, yeah, man. The, 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 the styles are going to make the fight, um, yeah. you know, and, and we'll break it down. Uh, you know, the closer we get to it. The big question for that is, where are you going to be for that fight? That's the big question. Yeah. No, are you going to be able to I, watch it? You know? I, I should be. Uh, I'll check the schedule, but I'm pretty yeah, sure for, that uh, I'm around that weekend. That's what you said, Rick. That's what you said about this, the, the biggest fight card of the year, yeah. Rick. Well, you, you know, know? The, uh, you know the, the, those of you that don't know, the travel softball schedule yeah, yeah. You know, gets thrown at you. You know, one weekend gets canceled, and then you have to that's jump right. on the next weekend. Especially now, right, yeah. especially now as we're, uh, you know, all the – Travel ball sanctioning bodies, who of course they're all there for the girls. <laughs> they're all there for the girls. Yeah, they're there yeah. for the girls, right? It's yeah. all it's all about the girls. They're trying to do what they can. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for this show. Um, Rick, give me the ten seconds. <laughs> oh, I got the bell. I got the bell. <laughs> I got the bell. <laughs> hey, folks, great uh, season one. We've had a blast. We're just getting started. We have a core group of listeners, by the way, Rick. I don't. I never tell you the core listeners uh-huh. that we have, but there's a core group of listeners that listens every single week, and it's really to you guys that we do this show. Reach out to us. Most of you guys have my text. Most of you guys have my number. Uh-huh. Tell us what you guys want to hear. Tell us what you want to talk about, and we've got no issues going in that direction. You're going to see us step it up in Season 2. There's no doubt about it. Rick and Alfonso, Pacific Coast Boxing. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you guys next week. Next week.